This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, would you walk five miles for those fries? Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it. Thin. Won't tell you lies. Thin. I won't smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, look, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, I am a coach, but uh, I'm just a person like you trying to lose some weight. And I have some great news to share with you. Uh, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know I joined dietbet.com. This is where I pledged to lose 10% of my body. In six months, and the first big weigh-in, I had to be down three um, percent of my body, and I just barely made. It. I made it two fifteen point two is what I'm weighing in today. I was actually down to two fourteen earlier in the week, and I was in Vegas, and I didn't have my scale, and I thought I was eating good, did a lot of steps, but came back a little heavier than I wanted to. And uh, so really hit the uh, hit the food right, exercised, and uh, got down to where I needed to be. So I don't know how much that means I'm going to win yet. I will keep you posted on that. But I want to thank everybody who's been cheering me on. And um, I'll have a link out at the website at LogicalLoss.com forward slash 212. You can see my progress. And you can see actually right now, even though I was uh, ahead of schedule, Yesterday, uh, today, I'm actually supposed to be 214.4. So I'm actually a little behind. And you'll see where my my actual weight has not been a steady line. And so that's, I always like to point this out, that it's not super simple. It's not easy. And you'll have some ups and downs. And uh, then you will, uh, you know, but as long as you're going in the right direction, that's, that's what counts. So I want to thank everybody who's been cheering me on. Also, want to let you know. I've had some people say since I started the Logical Losers Accountability Club over at LogicalLosers.com, somebody said you should have a grand opening sale. And I went, you know what? Okay, I'll do that. So here's the deal: if you go over to LogicalLosers.com and choose and use the coupon code Save Five Zero, Save Fifty, you'll get fifty percent off the already low price of uh, 
and this is where you get access to our accountability tool where you'll actually have the graph I'm talking about. I have an online tool where you can do that and see if you're ahead or behind schedule. It's very, very cool. You've got access to our private Facebook group. You'll have additional content from me to keep you focused. And so it is. It's all about accountability. So check that out. LogicalLosers.com forward. And then uh, just use the coupon code uh, SAVE50. Or as somebody said, if you buy anything from my Team Beachbody account, I will see your customer name. And however much you spend will be probably three, four months free at that point. So if you're interested, check it out, LogicalLosers.com. Now let's get to a different way of looking for food. All right, imagine if your favorite fast food menu listed the number of miles you'd have to walk to work off each item you ate. That's the type of scenario that researchers have created as part of a study in um the journal Appetite here, it says where they looked at how much people ordered with different types of menu information. And in this survey, subjects were told, um, imagine they were in a, a place like Burger King or McDonald's or Wendy's, and then choose what they would normally order. They were shown one of four versions of a fast food menu that featured things like burgers, fries, soda, and apple pie. One version contained only the food items The second also listed calorie information, and the third showed calories plus the number of minutes a 160-pound person would need to walk to burn them off. The fourth menu showed the calories plus the number of miles needed to walk to burn that item off. The results? People who saw the walking mileage ordered about 200 calories less than those who saw a plain guilt-free, shall we say, menu. Uh, Learning that a 250-calorie burger would require 2.6 miles of walking might have dampened their appetites when you think about it. Those who saw the numbers of minutes needed to walk off the meal also ordered somewhat less. Now, if you're wondering, the study was supported by a grant from AJV, from the University Research Council, at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. But I find that very, very interesting. Now, I'll put a link out to a walking calories calculator that I found. This is on uh, about.com. And so let's say I walk for 30 minutes, and I walk about three miles an hour. So that would be 1.5 miles, since it was only half an hour. Uh, I currently weigh 215 pounds. And according to this... I would burn 171 calories. Okay. A McDonald's hamburger, not a Big Mac, not a quarter pounder, just a hamburger, 250 calories. If you go for one of their grilled chicken snack ranch, you know, grilled chicken ranch snack wrap, right? It's a wrap. There's no less car. Yeah, 270 calories for that. If we go down to fries, a medium French fry Uh, is 380 calories. So when you get a uh, value meal, yeah, 300, almost 400 calories. A hash brown is 150. So that's the only thing you could burn off by walking for 30 minutes. And obviously here, I I did it again. I I said I walked three miles. So in other words, I walked uh, an hour, 340 
two calories. Now, if we look at that and I say, well, what, what if I get like, I don't know, a filet of fish or something of that nature? You know, I walked an hour. What kind of dent did that do? Well, it might. The premium grilled chicken classic sandwich at McDonald's is 350 calories. A Big Mac is 550. That's amazing. And, of course, now they're doing their uh, their double with the bacon. Let's see if they have that here on the menu. The be- Yeah, the bacon double, 390. Amazing how, yeah, the filet of fish is 390 as well. So... Think about that next next time you order a sandwich that basically you are burning about six calories at three miles an hour. For me, this is me, because what I did was I took three miles an hour, I divided it by 60 to find out how many calories I burn a minute, and it's saying six. So that is amazing. So let's take that back to one of my favorite arch nemesis I believe Mountain Dew is 290 calories per uh, 20 ounces. So if I take 290 and divide it by six, that means I've got to walk 48 minutes to burn off a single 20-ounce bottle of Mountain Dew. That may make you think a little differently the next time you go in to order these types of items. I wanted to share some email from Sarah. She said, Dave, I've listened to you for a long time now. I think a few years. Thank you so much for that. She says, and I've been stuck at a stall on my weight loss, so I've never had the urge to email. My main problem is consistency. Boy, isn't that, you know, that's the key though, isn't it? When you're consistent, it's amazing how the the ball starts to roll, right? She says, I'll work out great one week and then take three weeks off. I want to share with you what's working for me lately. For me, this is, I love when I get emails like this because that's really, we're all in this together. We're all kind of holding each other accountable. We're all trying to say, this is what's working for me. Maybe I ought to try it. So she says, um, the RunKeeper app. Now I actually have the RunKeeper app. She goes, it's not just for runners, although that's what it's used for. She says, now I log any type of workout I can on it. The stationary bike, the elliptical mainly, it keeps tabs on your workouts, and if you click on report, it gives you a bunch of personal bests, a separate report for each type of activity, one for walking, one for running, one for cycling, etc. It helps motivate me to do more cycling and the elliptical. Ideally, I would run 100%, but that's a good way to get injured, especially, uh, she says, for her size. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I know there aren't, I always make the joke, there aren't, I don't see, you know, overweight people running, but... Um, it's not something you can start out doing, right? She says, you could use it when you walk outside as it has a GPS function. It's really fun to look at the maps and think, wow, I went a long way today. It also includes things like elevation and lap times. The personal records are fun, and because it tracks so many stats that you don't have to worry about going fast all the time, you could go for a goal of, of speed, but you could also just try to get the longest duration or the longest distance. It's working for me so far this year, Today was number six in a row of going to the gym. Oh, by the way, did I mention it's free? Very, very cool. Sarah, thank you so much for that. I have used Run Creeper. Um, I did it when I was walking around outside in the summer because one of the things I like about it, you can tell it 
to like update you. It'll be like, you know, um, current pace, three miles per hour, distance traveled, 1.2 miles, average speed, blah, blah, blah. And you can tell in the app what to announce and what not to announce and then how often you want it to announce or if you want to turn it off completely. It's a really cool app. And I used to do that because I didn't want to have to constantly look at my phone to figure out what I was doing. And so I would just, you know, get a good steady pace going and then just let it remind me every now and then. So yeah, if you check, if you want to check it out, it's uh, RunKeeper is the name of the app. It is on both Android and, uh, let me see, did I just go to runkeeper.com to, uh, it's on the, uh, yeah, it's on all smart apps and things like that. And um, yeah, very cool. If you want to, now it's free, they do have, uh, and I have uh, apparently my Fitbit tied to it. I'm, I'm logging in. I'm seeing all this stuff. They do have an upgrade version. You can, um, it even works on an iPad if you wanted to uh, check out things like that. Let's see what the $5 a month, $20 a year. And what do you get for that? You get uh, live broadcasting so you can share your friends with, uh, share your runs with friends on Facebook, Twitter, and the web. You get advanced reports, lifetime insights, see if you're getting faster or slower over time and what's improving your pace. That's pretty cool. And uh, you can compare workouts and automatically rank workouts and compare pace and elevation between them. That apparently is only available on the iPhone app. And premium support. So very interesting. Yeah, the basic version just gives you basic stats and uh, you can track and log activities. So $20 a month is, is almost nothing. So if you want to check that out, again, it's runkeeper.com or just search for runkeeper in your app store. All right. Have you heard of couchersizing yet? Yeah, I'm like, what? Couchersizing? There's a, a study came out from um, the December 2013 Harvard Health Letter. And there's it's saying a growing body of literature connects the amount of time you spend sitting to illness and even death. Really? Wow. Who would have thunk it? If you don't get up and move, you're going to get sick and die. Wow. We took, it took somebody from Harvard to do that? Really? I'm pretty sure I could have figured that one out. It says minimizing long periods of inactivity, like exercising during commercial breaks. And I urge you to try this. Now, obviously, when I say exercise, this is with permission from your doctor. But it said when you do this, it can help reduce the risk of injury and maybe even help you live longer says Kaylin Collins, a physical therapist at Harvard-affiliated Massachusetts General Hospital, where they pack the car. It's possible to work many different muscle groups while seated on the couch. Um, this to, You can do this to boost your heart rate, work the oblique muscles on the sides of the abdomen, and you can whittle your waist. You can twist your torso from side to side, uh, or um, you can basically do leg lifts. It's possible to exercise while lying on the couch. That seems a little weird in my book, but okay. With your legs extended, you can uh, squeeze the quadriceps and the front of the thigh for a count of 10 and then relax. So basically flex your muscles. You can do that. You can. Another one is you can um, sit to stand. Now what this is, is basically squats, right? It works your quadriceps. Um, how do you do it? You go from sitting to standing to sitting again. Do that 10 times in a row. What are you doing? You're basically doing a squat. Let me do one. Let's do 10 of these, shall we? All right, so here I am, and and if you just, yep, there you go. I'm, I'm there's my butt on the chair, and I'm standing up. Butt on the chair. There's three, right? 
and you will feel this in your legs. I actually did the uh, the ten minute workout. I got mine in. I've got an unboxing video uh, on the website, and uh, we're going to start that January eighteenth. If you want to join, that's next week. We're going to start doing that for ninety days. And I got to tell you, it's interesting because I got done with the ten minutes, and I was like, "Well, that was kind of cool. It was pretty easy." Remember this, please remember this. When you do exercise, wait 24 hours to feel the effects. Because what will happen is I did mine at night, right? And I uh, you know, woke up the next morning. I was like, wow, no pain, no gain. Uh, that was a pretty easy workout. Uh, maybe this isn't going to work. I don't know. Maybe it's too easy. And as the day rolled on and it got closer to 24 hours, all of a sudden my legs started to feel like ballpark franks, man. They plumped when you cook them. So, and a lot of the 10 minute workout for the lower body is a lot of squatting, different versions. And it sounds stupid because we stand and sit all day. I'm telling you, try standing up and sitting down 10 times in a row. You'll be amazed. Um, One is called the calf stretch. This is where you sit on the edge of the couch with your feet flat on the floor with one leg, keeping your heel on the floor, lift and point your toes towards the ceiling so that you feel the stretch in your calf muscle. Hold for 30 seconds. All right, let's do one. I got my feet on the floor, lifting up, pointing. Ooh, yeah. Oh, wow, you do feel that. Um, hold for 30 seconds. 30 seconds is a long time. Because right now, I'm at. Uh, we started at 12 when I did this. I'm holding it. And um, let's see, I'm up to uh, 10 seconds just now. So 30 seconds is a long time. And again, this is just called a calf stretch. Now, why it helps keeping your calves optimally flexible can keep you walk your your walking stride longer, reduce your risk of tripping over your toes, and reduce your risk of common foot injuries such as plantar fasciitis, whatever that is. And there's my 30 seconds is done. Yes, there we go. Uh, stand on one leg. One of the things in the 10-minute trainers is this thing called the pendulum. We stand on one leg and swing the other. Wow. So here, standing on one leg, holding on the back of a chair for stability, lift one heel towards your butt. Hold for 30 to 45 seconds, three times per leg. To improve your balance on unsteady surfaces, try this with shoes off uh, on a balled-up beach towel. Interesting. Here's another one. Uh, in terms of couch sizing. Pinch your shoulder blades together, but not up. Don't shrug. Hold for 10 seconds. All right. 10 seconds, it says. All right. Okay. Yeah, I can see where you would feel that after a while. And then lastly, a hand squeeze. While seated upright, hold a ball the size of a basketball over your lap with both hands, and then squeeze the balls if you're trying to deflate it. Hold for a few seconds, then release. Repeat 10 times, rest, then do another 10 repetitions. You can also move your grip strength by squeezing a small rubber ball in one hand. Better yet, walk across the room during commercials, swing your arms as you go, move as much as you can, even if it's small amounts, and you'll feel better. And so that's some ideas here. Again, you can exercise during the commercials. If you really want to take it up a notch, do jumping jacks. And it's amazing how long a 30-second commercial is when you're waiting for... I know I uh, when I watch The Biggest Loser, I do sprints during the commercials, and it's like two minutes long. 
man, that's a long two minutes when you're all of a sudden you went from, you know, walking at, you know, whatever, three miles an hour to, to six or seven. You're like, please come back from commercial. I'm going to die. All right. Last up, I uh, was in Vegas last week talking at the New Media Expo, and I was up for a podcast award. Actually, was up for two, one for the School of Podcasting and one for my Feeding My Faith podcast, which you can find at feedingmyfaith.com, and um, didn't win either. In fact, all my friends that I knew that were nominated, nobody won. It was all NPR and big, big people, things like that. But, uh, you know, that's not why I do my podcast. I do podcasts to help people and entertain people. And um, thanks to anybody who had uh, voted for me. But uh, one of the things that um, there's a guy named Michael Hyatt, big, big Michael Hyatt fan. He has a great book on on marketing and things like that. But he's also very inspirational. And uh, he's doing a whole bunch on um, achieving more in a year. So he says, five reasons why you should commit your goals to writing. Now, we've talked about goals. We talk about goals every year. So I thought I would would put this here. Rather than my traditional, let's talk about smart goals. And I will here in a second. But um, there's been, uh, you know, a lot of New Year's resolutions rolling around. In fact, you may have already forgotten yours, which is why, again, why I started the Logical Losers Accountability Club. But here's some things. Even if you're not, this is just, you know me. It's always about how we can help each other. So check this out. You should write down your goal, as in paper and pencil. There's something about writing it down. It says 25% of people abandon their New Year's resolutions after one week. 60% of people abandon them within six months. The average person makes the same New Year's resolution 10 separate times without success. How many times have you said, I want to lose weight? That's why we, that's why we're here, right? Only 5% of those who lose weight on a diet, keep it off. 95% regain it. A significant percentage gain back more than they originally lost. I have a friend of mine at work. It, it breaks my heart. She's a youngin. She's in her twenties, beautiful girl. And the other day she said she ate I think she said 400 calories. And I said, look, I'm not a doctor, not a trainer, but uh, you're going to ruin your body doing that because number one, you will go into starvation mode. Your body will hold on to uh, different part, you know, your, your fat and things like that, but it will also burn your muscle just because it needs fuel to run. And I said, that's why people go on these fad diets. They lose weight. Nobody asked them, what, what did you lose? Five pounds of what? 10 pounds of what? Muscle, fat, water, and in some cases, these people are losing muscle so that when they go off the diet, because who can live on grapefruit alone, the thing that burns your calories, your muscles, are depleted. So you gain back more weight than you had before the diet. That's the battle of yo-yo dieting. It says, even after a heart attack, only 14% of patients make any lasting changes around eating or exercise. To me, I want to go, what does it take? You were this close to losing your life. So, a researcher, uh, Dr. Gail Matthews, is a psychology professor at the Dominican University in California. They did a study on goal setting with 267 participants. She found that there are 42% more likely to achieve your goals just by writing them down. Just by writing them down. 
It says, I found this to be true in, uh, in Michael's own experiences. He says, uh, marry a passionate, supportive wife who's committed to a long-term marriage is one of his goals. He's done that. Make $100,000 a year doing what I love. He's done that. Lose 25 pounds and get in the best shape of my life. He's done that. He's completed a half marathon. He wrote a New York Times bestseller, and he became a CEO. Why? Because he helped write these down. He says, now, most people don't bother to write down their goals. Instead, they drift through life aimlessly, wondering why their laugh their life lacks purpose and significance. He says, I'm not saying that committing your goals to writing is the end all. It's not. But what it is, it's the beginning. The secret to accomplishing what matters most to you is committing your goals to writing. This is important for five reasons. All right. It will force you to clarify what you want. Imagine setting up on a trip with no particular destination in mind, right? How do you pack? What roads do you take? How do you know when you've arrived? Instead, you start by picking what? A destination. And the same is true with milestones in your life. Writing down your goal forces you to select something specific and decide what you want. Number two, because it will motivate you to take action. Writing your goals down is only the beginning. Articulating your intention is important, but it's not enough. And this is where, um, if you've ever heard about the secret, right? If I just think about a million dollars, it'll land on my lap. Yeah, uh, I, I tend to disagree with that. I, I'm all about positive thinking, but I, I don't think if I just say, you know, if I think about, well, I, I know as a teenager, I thought about sex all the time. It didn't get me laid, right? So just thinking about it ain't going to do it. Um, you must execute on your goals. You have to take action. I say it all the time. Knowledge is only power when you act upon it. And by the act of writing down your goals and reviewing them regularly provokes you to take the next most important step, which is step three. It says, because it will provide a filter for other opportunities. The more successful you become, the more you'll be deluged with opportunities. In fact, these new opportunities can quickly become distractions that pull you off course. And the only antidote I know is to maintain a list of written goals by which to evaluate these new opportunities. And because, this is number four, because it will help you overcome resistance. So every meaningful intention, dream or goal encounters resistance. He says, from the moment you set a goal, you will begin to feel it. But if you focus on the resistance, it will only get stronger. The way to overcome it is to focus on the goal, the thing I want. And uh, there's a book by Stephen Pressfield called Do the Work. He says it's a must reading on this topic. So let me read that again. From the moment you set a goal, you'll begin to feel it. But if you focus on the resistance, it will only get stronger. So what you focus on, the resistance or your goal, is going to get you through. And it's better to focus on the goal by writing it down. Number five, because it will enable you, writing down your goal, it will enable you to see and celebrate your progress. Life is hard. It is particularly difficult when you aren't seeing progress. You feel like you're working yourself to death and going nowhere, but written goals are like mile markers on a highway. They enable you to see how far you've come and how far you need to go. They also provide an opportunity for celebration when you attain them. So, Michael has a uh, class going on right now, five days to the your best year ever. It's uh, about 200 bucks, but uh, he's a great guy. 
And um, the first three videos of this are free, even if you don't enroll in the course. And uh, you can find that over at bestyearever.me. Uh, I love me, Michael Hyde. He's a good guy. So think about writing down your goals and uh, focus on those and keep them in your mind. One of the things I loved about the diet bet thing, right? I went through and um, when I weighed in for round one, it said, hey, your weigh-in counted. I did it. I, I made my thing. It said, congratulations, you're in round two. It ends February 10th, and um, I am supposed to weigh 199 pounds by February 10th. I'm 215 right now, so that's less than a month. I'm sorry, 199 is my what I'll weigh in six months. I was going to say, holy cow, hold on. I have to weigh 208 by February 11th. So that's that's the plan. That's why I'm going to the gym after I get done recording this. And uh, it's kind of cool because right now I can see I'm I'm 51%. Uh, likely to reach this goal based on my current actions. So that's the key. When you meet one goal, immediately set another one. So right now, I just think about 208.7. 208.7. Because I realize that with this one, I just about missed my goal. I was ahead for most of the time, but man, things caught up, and it's really easy to go backwards. So for me, I'm just focusing on 208.7, and I think about it every time I go to eat something. So goals are important. And speaking of goals, I do mention this every year. You got to be smart. These have to be specific. You can't say, I want to lose weight. How do you know if you got there or not? For me, I want to weigh 208.7. That's measurable. That's the M. Attainable. So many times we set up goals that are just really not even remotely obtainable. They're just not. And we set ourselves up for failure. We set ourselves to beat ourselves up. See, I told you you couldn't do it. So they have to be attainable. They have to be realistic. Sometimes we, with attainable too, we set up things like, I want to go to the gym, and then we we live 8 million miles away from the gym. Well, that's not going to work. All right? So they have to be realistic. They have to be attainable. And then timely. Because a goal without a deadline is a dream. And we want these to be timely, right? So um, you don't want to lose. You don't want to say, I want to lose 10 pounds in 10 days. I've seen those uh, books that are coming out now. Five pounds in five days. That's ridiculous, right? Um, I will walk on a treadmill for 30 minutes. That's specific. Four days a week. That's measurable. Now, if you don't measure it, you can't manage it. This goal, the one, I will walk on a treadmill 30 minutes, four days a week, is something that you need to believe you can do. It needs to be something you want. It needs to be something you feel you can achieve because you can't achieve it. You can. It needs to be achievable. Now, notice I, I didn't say easy. It needs to be achievable. We just need to avoid those times when we set something up so hard that we give up and then we need to add a time element so we can measure ourselves and see if we're on time. And that's one of the things I love about, like I've been showing you my Excel spreadsheet. Uh, The tool at Logical Losers will let you do that. And uh, there are apps out there on goal tracking and goal management and things like that. One was, uh, I thought it was free. 
Um, there's a neat one called I Run, You Run. That's a free app. But um, where did it go? Life, was it Life Tick? No, uh, Goals on Track is all about seeing if you're on track. It's a free app, but it's $68 a year for that. So again, $5 a month uh, for that if you want to go that route. But it, it lets you see if you're on track with your goals. And I believe that one is only iOS. I don't think that is a uh, an Android thing. But that's going to do it for this episode. And uh, like I said, don't forget, go over and type in save 50 when you go to logicallosers.com. Can save 50% off our new accountability program where we're going to inspire you with additional content. And we've got tutorials to show you how to hold yourself accountable. You've got the Facebook group. So anytime you need to just scream, help, we're there. And then we're going to have weekly weigh-ins. So it's kind of like Weight Watchers, only it's you and me and uh, our other friends holding each other accountable and, uh, I deeply appreciate everybody who's uh, been thinking about signing up and uh, appreciate those who have. Eventually, once we get enough members, there's actually a cool tool where I'll be able to put how many pounds we've all lost together. That's going to be great. I look forward to really growing this with you. If you have any questions about it, let me know. And again, if you buy anything through my Team Beachbody account, you're in. So if you're thinking about buying the 10-Minute Trainer, if you're thinking about buying P90X. If you think about drinking Shakeology, I'm on Shakeology. I love it. Uh, I have found if you do, uh, I've been just drinking it with milk. If you do the whole thing with milk and ice and do it in a blender, it's almost like a milkshake. It's very, very cool. Uh, Check that out. If you purchase any of those products, let me know, and uh, we'll get you into the accountability club is my way of saying thank you for ordering things through my link and making me your coach. So thank you so much. Again, everything we talked about today, you can find at logicalloss.com forward slash 212. I'll have links to that uh, calculator for calculating how many calories you burn and uh, everything else. And uh, thank you so much. I do want to remind you that uh, I love my favorite Jillian Michaels quote, which is uh, why, why are you choosing failure when success is obviously still an option? Thanks so much. Take care. God bless. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do I guess I'll have to exercise